campers. Spike here. That's Chris. It's well, me. It's the Spike and Chris show at long, long last. Ah. Ah, sorry. So I need to offer all, what, six of you an apology who actually watched these <laughs> things? Because we didn't didn't get an episode out last week because boom mic failed and boom mic failed because I forgot to check to make sure the stupid battery was in it before I hooked it up. So this time I've hooked it up and this time I'm gonna waddle my fat aging ass over here. Make sure it is turned on. The light green light is on. Waddle waddle waddle. Right there, buddy. I'm so sorry. You're welcome. You did not need to see that. I just violated every community standard in the Midwest. I'm a bad man. I'm a, I've been banned. I'm a bad man. Anyway. Oh, I thought you was going to do that darn song. I don't sing. But I don't do requests either, so F you. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of. Hey. Hello, oh, campers. Um, I will give somebody five bucks if some hacker will get together some way to put a program onto a Roku where you can take every F word and S word and change it into Smurf. Doesn't matter what app it is, just hack the Roku so whenever it detects the word F or S being said, it changes it into Smurf. You're such a Smurf. And do that, and do that on the closed circuit too. So, closed circuit, closed captioning. Such a Smurf. <sighs> anyway, F and Smurf. Smurf you and Smurf. Anyway. Smurf me, Smurf you. So. We've been we've been off the air for two weeks. What's going on? What it is? What it was? For what it two be? weeks? For two whole freaking weeks. Uh, fact, let me bring this thing up so I can actually see what time we started, so I can see how long we're actually going. Ha ha ha. <laughs> anyway, and then I will be honest. In the two weeks, not much has actually happened. Mhm. Mm <laughs> you go ahead and tell me what not happened much. in the last two weeks. Um, well, okay, so we're going to get into a few things here that we like to call the news-ish crap. <laughs> so anyway, um, I think it was either Sunday or Monday, the Emmys was on. <sighs> yes, and uh, the one that everybody's talking about right now is Young Zadea. You know Zadea from Disney Channel, she plays Mary Jane in the... New Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. Very good actress, actually. She's really, really talented. Mm -hmm. Well, she won uh, Best Actress for a role on a Hulu series. I think it's a series. Mm -hmm. Called uh, Euphoria. Mm -hmm. She is apparently the youngest, which is weird. She's 24 years old. But she's apparently the youngest to win an Emmy for... Best Actress. <laughs> All the other Emmys went to another. You and your Chinese cameras. Anyway, apparently, just camera trouble. Our camera is possessed this month. It is getting close to October after all, but anyway. So anyway, all the other, getting back to the Emmys, all the other Emmys apparently went to a show. I'm kind of hesitant to say the name. It's spelled S-C-H-I-T-T apostrophe S Creek. 
I guess we'll just call it Smurf Creek. Smurf Creek. Smurf Creek. Some Smurf, kind of Creek. Smurf Creek is some kind of uh, Canadian show. They think they're being clever because they're they're misspelling a curse word, but they think they can actually get it over because people can sit there and go, tee hee hee, we cuss, but we didn't really because it's a person's name, tee hee hee. About as clever as any Smurf Saturday morning script I've ever read. But anyway, <coughs> choked up he is. <coughs> Choking on the Smurf. Oh, oh. oh. Oh, oh okay. So, that is some blue goo too, buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah it, I don't know exactly how many Emmys it won. It doesn't freaking matter. Nobody watches the was, nobody watched the Emmys besides the idiots who work in the industry. <laughs> Those are the only people who still watch the that and their their friends and their lovers and their families. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah. Those are the only people left who watch the Emmys. Those are the only ones who will watch the Oscars. Those are the only ones who will watch the Tonys. <laughs> All the other award shows because it's all one great big circle smurf anyway. So it is. It's a. It, it's, it's, it's 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 not even fan service anymore. It's self service. Self yeah. It's self service is what it is. All these <laughs> award shows are, and standing there for an hour and proselytizing for their for whatever green religion they're into right now, because not God now, whatever Gaia or. Earth or whatever they worship, meh. You guys do your freak, but again, Uncle Spike's rule: don't expect me to applaud it. Don't expect me to pay for it. Y'all do you. But anyway, <laughs> but what else you got? Good for you today. Smurfs Creek good and what's her face? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Eldith Hodge. Who? Eldith Hodge. Who? I believe. I, don't make me say it again because I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right Who? the first time. <sighs> Eldith Who? Hodge. Who? 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 Well, close. He is a bird. Elvis Hodge. Yes, go ahead. Not Elvis Hodge. Eldith. Elvin Hodge. Yes. Eldith Hodge is... Eldritch Hodge. ...has yes. been cast as Hawkman in the new Black Adam movie. Which is actually, according to what I read, they're still going to have it come out December 21st of 2021. Hopefully by then, Ronamania will be over. Oh, good lord, I hope so. I November 4th is when it should be over. I, that, I actually called this, what, three months ago, and pretty much the rest of the humanity has picked up on it. This will this all go, the coronavirus will suddenly stop being a thing on November 4th. Hopefully. <laughs> but I'd anyway. say we probably have other things to worry about on November 4th. But anyway. A whole new thing. Uh, 2020. Um, so, Elder Hodge is, uh, again, playing Hawkman in the new Black Adam movie, which the Black Adam will star The Rock as where Black I, Adam. Where do I know Eldritch Hodge from? Ah, Leverage. He is the tech guy. Oh, is guy. he the tech guy? Yes. Oh, it's nice to see he's, he's also work. in the new, well, the last uh, Invisible Man that just came out. Uh, he's been in a slew of movies. But yeah, he's a, he was one of those actors that that was on leverage that I was just like, man, you know, all these actors are very talented, but this guy needs to be in more things. It always surprised me that the that the cast of Leverage didn't turn up in more places. I know because they did seem pretty talented. But. I was like, why aren't these people in more things? I love that show. Leverage is awesome. But yeah, so he is playing 
it was going to be in one of the most biggest movies. I think it still will. You still got The Rock headlining it. He's still the number one draw in Hollywood. And this is... Yeah, we're getting washed out now because the sun actually came out. Ah, sun! Anyway, the... uh, You got The Rock not just acting as the lead, he's also pushing it as a producer. So this is... This is and this is a pet project of his. He's he loves playing the anti-hero. Did the yeah. WWE? He will. He knows how to talk. He does know how to talk. He can, <laughs> he can deliver a good a good prom- promo. So. I wish I was that quick on you know snappy comebacks mm-hmm. like he is. It's like, and he can damn. he can actually t- he's, he the Rock is actually a storyteller. I sat down and watched uh, WrestleMania 18 this past week. That was where The Rock took on Hulk Hogan back oh. in like 2002. That was when Vince McMahon had bought WCW and the NWO was part of WCW. That was Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. So it, so those three came over to the WWF for, a, for an appearance in WrestleMania as the NWO. So Hogan comes out in his Hollywood outfit, his Hollywood Hulk Hogan outfit, they're in Toronto, which is back where Hulk Hogan slammed Andre the Giant. So Toronto's always got the got a hard on for Hulk Hogan. And so he comes out. He's supposed to be the bad guy. He's got the the stubble. He's got he's dressed in black and he's doing heelish things and everything. He's doing the little and all this other stuff. He's coming to the ring, and the fans are cheering him. They absolutely adore him. And then here comes The Rock, the hottest guy in sports entertainment, shows up. The Rock comes out, steps out on the stage. All of Toronto turns as one and boos him out of the building. Because he's supposed to be the good guy, remember. The Rock takes one look, raises an eyebrow, and he's like, alright, it's going to be like this. He turns the entire plot line around. So he's going to let Hogan be the good guy, and he's going to be the bad guy. They get into the ring. They go for about 15 minutes, which is amazing for Hulk at that age. (laughs) They go for about 15 minutes, and they're just... By the time they're done, the fans are cheering both of them because Rock managed to turn it all around because he's a good storyteller. So, bottom bottom line, I'm actually looking forward to Black Adam. I was looking forward to Shazam. I'm looking forward to Black Adam, and I'm really looking forward to seeing more of the JSA, especially if they can actually do it right. I got a feeling that we will not be disappointed in any of this, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I so hope I not. got a feeling. I hope but, but, hmm. anyways, uh, so, anyways, yes, uh, not to be a Debbie Downer here, but Disney's remakes and Disney's, you know, live action remakes of their old properties. Because they can't come up with any new ones. I know. It's like they ran out of ideas. No, they're too cheap to come up with. They don't want to take a chance on a new idea if it's going to cost them money. They are... Now, I can't even say cash flow is the problem. They were cash flush before all this hit. They're they're crying cash bored now. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Apparently... Apparently... Disney World in Florida, I think Disney World's in Florida. The Disney Resort in Florida is apparently packed right now. Florida's just unleashed the floodgates. But anyway, that has nothing to do with the uh, 
the, all these remakes. F you, F your remakes. Keep your remakes. As if you guys didn't lose your shirts on Mulan in China, for God's sake. <laughs> they lost a fortune on that remake. So oh. far. Now, how long they're going to keep them in Chinese theaters is another matter entirely. But it's not like you can easily convert it's, one yeah, to dollars not, anyway. But, mm. It isn't. But, um, so anyway, they are remaking the live-action version of Peter Pan. This one's called Peter Pan and Wendy. Mm -hmm. Which will be, uh, I, I don't know how many of these Disney or uh, Peter Pan movies that there actually has been. Different versions. There's been quite a few Peter Pans over the years. Yeah. But uh, they got Jude Law as Captain Hook. And they recently just added, uh, <laughs> damn names, Yura Shibia or whatever. I don't, I don't, yeah, Yura Smurf. Mm. You're a Smurf. Let's call her that. <laughs> You're a Smurf. Smurf. There you go. Is playing Tinkerbell. Uh, you, she's <laughs> best. Facelift. Yeah, she's best known on a TV show called Blackish and Grownish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something. she was the. I think she was the teenage daughter in Blackish, and then she was the lead college student in Grownish. Yeah, it's uh, directed by <laughs> David Laurie. Uh, he's did uh, Peach Dragon, which actually is a good movie, to be honest. A Ghost Story and The Old Man and the Gun. Which is all actually really good movies as well. Mm. So, Peter Pan's one of those things. It's got a weird relationship with Disney because unlike everything else, there are certain franchises Disney is known for, but they don't have the rights to it. Yeah. They have the rights to make things, and but they don't own them outright, which drives Disney insane. They hate that. That's why they bought Marvel out. That's why they bought Pixar out. That's why they bought all these other uh, Lucasfilm out. They want to own the IP, but these estates, the A.A. Milne estate, which owns Winnie the Pooh, will not sell, as far as I know. Last I heard, that was a couple of years ago. And uh, James Berry, I think, is the creator on Peter Pan. He actually donated, he actually willed the rights to Peter Pan to the to the Royal Children's Hospital in London. So, and because he did that, it means that the rights to Peter Pan belong to the Royal Children's Hospital in London in perpetuity because it was the royalty of England that established that child, that hospital, Royal Children's Hospital. And as a result, Disney will never, ever, ever own Peter Pan. So it ticks them off because they have to. They still have to cut them in for a cut of the action every time they do one of these things. But they think they can make more money off of it than just reissuing the old, the old stuff. Which, to be honest, the old cartoon that Disney did probably not going to see a re-release anytime soon. Because given another year or two, it's going to wind up right next to Song of the South, in deep in the Disney trash bin pit. Because, <laughs> oh boy, the oh, what was the name of the little girl that in Never Never Land, the the Indian princess? Can't think of her name, but either way, they only used her once. Yeah, so that was plenty. But uh, anyway, yeah, no, yeah. 
I, this is one of those things where, honestly, of all their Disney live-action remakes, I could care less about. So, honestly, even if they went, you know, scene by scene as the original, it doesn't bother me now because more likely I probably may not go see this movie. Or I may just to have something to do. It's Peter Pan. I know the damn story. I have seen different versions of it throughout my lifetime. So I know the story in different stories. So, eh. We were talking about this before we filmed. And my only question is, who who are they going to get to play Peter Pan? Is yes. it good? Because traditionally it's been females in the live action roles. Yeah. Because they tend to be a little more spry a little more acrobatic-minded than men can. Plus, by using their higher pitch, they register as boys instead of right. as grown men. <clears throat> and I think I finally figured out they're going to have to hire a transvestite to play Peter Pan, which is going to be some guy who identifies as a woman. It's going to look like utter garbage. Women are going to complain because they've lost yet another role Another I thought, opportunity I to a they, transsexual. I thought they kind of already did that with cats. Nah, they were all pussies there. <laughs> <And> anyway. <laughs> but but that's mean, what's going on in, uh, in the state of Connecticut right now with high school sports. They're, they're allowing transsexual, so-called transsexual athletes transitioning from male to female to compete in female sports in the high school levels. So, needless to say, there's two of them so far. They have set every single record on track and field in the state of Connecticut for high school girls. Two boys who say they're, who say they're girls. So, needless to say, there's a lot of women upset about all of this. That's why I was wondering who's going to wind up with Peter Pan. Knowing, knowing Disney the way I do, do, do... They will wind up animating the thing. Disney, <laughs> yeah, Disney. I mean, they're 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 even doing a uh, Robin Hood based off of the their version with the foxes. They're doing a live action version of it apparently. So it'd be like CGI foxes. Just as wrong. If you're gonna have CGI foxes running around doing this, That's... they better be running around on all fours. Don't you dare have them on two legs. Uh, I'm just saying, Disney. Disney's just it's... weird, man. Well, if if I'm okay, if I'm at Disney and I have to shoot a live action remake of Robin Hood, I'm gonna go out to Nottingham Forest with a dart gun, and I'm gonna I'm gonna knock out a bunch of foxes and a bear. And I'm going to put a lion out there, a mountain lion. I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to dress them all in period outfits. And then when they wake up, I'm just going to film what happens. I'm going to have little GoPro cameras all over the place at different angles. I'm just going to film what happens. There you go. And then at the very end, I'm going to say, and Robin kicked King John's butt and lived happily ever after. So... <laughs> you know what, my that friend? ought to be... Especially ought to be fun with all the little rabbits who... Who kept getting into trouble because... Oh, those poor rabbits are... <laughs> it will not be kid-friendly. This people. is not Beatrix Potter, no. But anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so... So on that note... Um, <laughs> I don't know how to begin with this story. Vin Diesel apparently debuted his first song 
to his new album. That's right, Vin Diesel, the dude from Fast and the Furious films, the guy who plays Groot, the big bald guy, Mr. Clean with a Tan, is singing. Heartbeat. Looking for a, a heartbeat. He released his new single called Feel Like I Do. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. On a, <laughs> if he's singing into a guitar, then, then I might listen to this. It can't and, be any worse than Peter Frampton. Well, here's seriously, Smurf Peter Frampton. Anyway. He signs a deal with a Norwegian music <laughs> producer called Kago. I can't say anything because... You know Hasselhoff did the same thing. I know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, Hasselhoff still did Still can't so sing worth a, worth a lick, but boy, he's big in Germany. Yeah, they there love him, so. But uh, he debuted his song on uh, the Kelly Clarkson show. And I had no idea. Vin Diesel is 53 years old. Mm -hmm. Damn. <laughs> well, that's, that's, like, that's what happens when you actually take care of yourself. I guess so. this is what happens when you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. Okay, this right here, yeah, not all good. this sexy right here, whatever this is, yeah, it's not pleasant, <laughs> but yeah, good for you, Vin Diesel. Yeah. Good for you. Like I said, when you actually take care of yourself, hey. he'll do the soundtrack to the Fast Furious. Uh -huh. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Disney Plus again. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Is thinking about doing a Nick Fury TV show with Samuel Jackson. <laughs> that mother smurfer. <laughs> that smurfing smurfer is going to wind up on Disney Plus. He'll, <laughs> to be honest, Nick Fury doesn't cuss that much. No, yeah, well, I mean, not, again, it's not, Disney, the, not so. in the Marvel movies. He has not. Every once in a while, he'll drop one, but it's usually. Something well-deserved, but he has not been as foul-mouthed as Nick Fury, I think. And I think he does that on purpose, because he doesn't want to overshadow yes. the character. That was one of those things where it was a race lift that took. Because, to be honest, <laughs> oh boy, to be honest, <laughs> getting, getting back to Hasselhoff. You remember Hasselhoff played Nick Fury? Yeah, and... Uh... He looked a lot more like the old Nick Fury than Samuel L. Jackson did. Now they've gotten to the point in the comic books where Nick Fury looks like Samuel L. Jackson. So that was a race lift that took... And I actually... That was one of those where, yeah, that was a good call. Because Samuel L. Jackson does make a good Nick Fury. Except in Miss Marvel. That was stupid. But the whole movie was stupid there. I'm sorry to bring you down because you're all happy and stuff, but... Samuel L. Jackson, if it's going to be on Disney Plus, then absolutely, it's, and, and you know it, what? it's not going to be so much of a Smurf problem. But it's uh, you know what that's what that's if what it turns I... up on their Hulu though, if it turns up on the Hulu Plus side, all the bets are off, buddy. See now, when we was watching that darn Captain Marvel movie, I even said there is something not right about uh, Nick Fury because. He was like an ass in that movie. Mm -hmm. He was a total ass. I was like, he's never been like that in all the other movies. Why is he being such a which one, Captain a Marvel? Smurf to yeah. yeah? Why is he being such a Smurf because to? Because he Parker? had a penis, so he had to be in. It was Mary Sue the movie. Is oh, not what it not was. not Captain Marvel. Uh, he did come off like a goof in Captain Marvel though. But. 
Well, yeah. Let me just move yeah, you'll think. It's, it's, you'll think about it about two minutes after we finish recording. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So that's it. <laughs> Heartbeat. Anyway. Uh, and another thing, the only good thing that we've been waiting for, like oh, I don't know, a year. Has it been a year since Disney Plus started? Almost a year. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Finally, we get to see a trailer for one of the their promised shows, WandaVision. That could be a sh that is a show with so much promise. And I don't know if they're actually going to carry through with it or not. I hope so. Because Marvel has been Marvel has completely shut down over Roma Mania, because. No projects getting done. It's, I mean, They've got a few in the pipeline, but they're having to work on it piecemeal and stuff. One division. Sure. For those of you who haven't, who didn't see, <laughs> in the case of Vision, for that, those of you who haven't seen any Marvel films, but for Wanda, if you <laughs> haven't seen the Avengers, Wanda can actually affect reality with her so-called hex power. She's the most powerful one. Of them. And and Vision is a a virtual. Intelligence is an artificial intelligence virtual reality thing. It exists because it wants to exist. So it's like a like an AI that can actually project itself into the real world. How those two are going to get along and tr actually how they how in the world they wound up in a relationship should is going to be the focus of the first season. I'm sure, especially when they died. Yeah. <laughs> they got better. It's, well, one that it's came comics. Back, it's but. comics, guys. Of course they get better. But I mean that one that one should like I said, it's gonna be one of those things it's gonna be interesting to see what the creators do with it. If they take it seriously and look at the real storytelling possibilities, you've got stories for days on yeah. that in that thing. But if you're gonna treat it as one of these Marvel toss-offs, or you, God forbid, you treat Wanda like a Mary Sue, or you treat Vision like a Marty Sue, for that matter, <laughs> then this is going to get painful very, very quickly. Now, now, wait, who's the other one? It's Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. right? That's the one I'm actually kind of looking forward They've to. They've already released photos, but not a trailer or anything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these are shows that we were promised, and Loki, and there was something else. But we were all promised this before Disney Plus launched their thing. And then, oh, so we get Disney Plus, and it's like, oh, they haven't even started on any of these things yet. So it's <laughs> like the only thing we have was Mandalorian, which we're not fussing about Mandalorian. It was good. But it's like... You can tell season two is about to hit, too, because there's Baby Yoda stuff everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Disney is... Disney let you now I you know, you can tell how much respect the Disney suits have for John Favreau by they held off on season one of The Mandalorian because you know either that or they weren't aware there was a baby Yoda in it because they would have been they would have been creaming themselves to market that, to merchandise the heck out of Baby Yoda. Yes. So now for season two, Baby Yoda is frickin' everywhere. It's gonna be the big thing for Christmas, I'm sure. I still want to get a Baby Yoda pop it just to just so I can play Stormtrooper. But mm -hmm. you got any other news items? Ah, uh, yes. One last story. Uh, switching over to DC, 
James Gunn, who has done the Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> movie, is working on uh, the sequel to James Su Gunn uh, is a good storyteller. Suicide Squad is now going to take a series to HBO Max using the Peacemaker with John Cena, who's playing the Peacemaker in the sequel of John Suicide Squad. John Cena has been a goody goody his entire WWF WWE career, I should say. He's been the goody-goody. He's been the guy... This is not a joke. The man would go out at least every other week to, to grant a dying kid's make-a-wish. He did like 500 make-a-wishes over his entire career. Okay, He's a really good guy. Uh, I'm a Jim Cornette guy. I'm with the cult of Cornette. Jim Cornette hates everybody in pro wrestling. Except John Cena. He respects the heck out of John Cena, which that alone, if Satan's sitting there giving you a hand for how good you are, that shows how good you are. But he's played a goody-goody for so long. From what I'm hearing, he John Cena has chewed up so much scenery on the Suicide Squad set as the Peacemaker. Peacemaker is one of these old, early late 60s, early 70s Charlton Comics characters. His superpower is he has two guns. He can shoot them both at the same time. That's his superpower. <laughs> he has two guns. He can shoot them both. And he's got this goofy-looking helmet. <laughs> and, but that's his superpower. He, he, he can shoot two guns at the same time, and he really hates criminals. <laughs> so Peacemaker's whole idea is kill the Imagine Punisher in, in day-glow colors, and you've got Peacemaker. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and as a matter of fact, I would not be overly surprised. Jerry Conway wound up in the news this past week, and I'll explain that in a second. Jerry Conway was the creator of Punisher. Him and Ross Andrew came up with the idea. I believe it was Ross Andrew who did the art on it. But I bet you money if you, if you held Jerry Conway down threatened to spit in his face if he didn't talk, he will admit there was some peacemaker involved in the creation of uh, Punisher. Because Punisher came along in Spider-Man about 73, 73, 74. Somebody correct me on it. But uh, I'll bet you money, Peacemaker came first. And DC now owns all the Charlton characters. So, But yeah, apparently John Cena was chewing up the scenery all over Suicide Squad. And considering, you st is Will Smith still involved in this one? I no, think he's, he was. Think he, he was only in. He was only in the first. In one. the first one, uh, Edis Alba took his spot, but he's not playing Deadshot. He's playing Ron's somebody Tiger. Who's, who's literally the same thing as Deadshot, mm -hmm. except a different name. Mm -hmm. well, uh, oh, I'm trying oh. to think who else is. It? It's like literally the exact same character. It's not just Bullseye because that's Marvel's version of Deadshot. But anyway, mm, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Either way, Idris Elba's involved, but uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be fun seeing John Cena getting his own going to series, no less, on HBO yeah. Max. Is this, and it's gonna be actually I don't know if it, how violent it's gonna be, but it's gonna be interesting. I'll have to see the movie before I tell you whether I'd be interested in seeing I, the show. I think it's gonna be awesome. I like John Cena. I really do. I used to did not like him. But I, something happened, and I started. I was like, "Yeah, this guy's all right." But you know, of all the ad, uh, ad campaign, uh, damn you! All the, me! All the ads that I have seen 
when it's, I don't even know this was actually political or what, but he did this commercial where he's walking through this small town talking about how good it is about being American and what Americans should be. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dear Lord, this is a fantastic, uh, great ad campaign, but I don't know what, you know, it's not for president or no. anybody. It was just, it was really good. I was like, dude, I would vote for you to be president. I like you literally, like John I Cena love this sucks. commercial. John Cena sucks. Anyway, what? That's, that's that was the John Cena serenade the WWE but you know fans what? had for him for and, ten years. But you know what though? If he did run for president and he gets up there and starts doing a speech and everybody starts doing that, that would be like fan funny. Just like you know, that'd be the whole. He John Cena could not be president. He can't. He'd, get up He'd be vice president. <laughs> He'd be vice president because The Rock's already threatening to run in 2024. I would consider voting for The Rock in 2024 <laughs> if John would. Cena is his running mate. That would be. Or Steve Austin. Steve Austin as his running mate would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I would so, yeah. John, John Cena would Go have to be in charge of, like, school lunches or something. But it's, <laughs> He'd be in charge of milk money. Anyway. <laughs> Getting back to Jerry Conway, if if we're done here. Yes. Okay, we're done here. Getting back to Jerry Conway. Jerry Conway has been writing comic books since the 60s. Okay, so he's been around for a while. Oh. He came out on Twitter and basically said, we need to cancel every superhero comic on in the market. And now, Jerry Conway's the guy, like I, like I just mentioned, he created Punisher. He's created a whole bunch of characters, actually, but... Basically, what he's saying is the entire system is screwed up, okay? This ongoing monthly publishing thing, this is what I've taken from it. The entire idea of publishing a new comic every month, the industry cannot sustain it. DC and Marvel are flooding the market with inferior products. What they need to do is just cancel everything, Take a look at what actually sells and focus on it. Take another look at your audience and figure out who is actually buying these books. Stop trying to satisfy the people who have never set foot in a comic book shop, which includes all the people complaining about representation in comics and stuff. 90% of them have never set foot or have not set foot in a mm -hmm. shop in the last five years, guaranteed. So Jerry Conway is basically saying, stop, take a look, who, well, for one thing, look at who's buying comics right now and figure out what do they actually want. Two, you better start retrenching and start attracting some young readers into the industry, which I've been saying for years. And basically what that means is you're going to have to stop doing, stop doing the boys and start doing more Superboy. Do something that will actually attract a 10-year-old child, a boy or a girl, to read comic books. Get them into comic And we have seen that children will respond to a well-presented story. We've, yes. We saw that with Harry Potter. Harry Potter, when he started back in the late 90s, everybody was wailing and moaning because kids don't read anymore. Oh, well, how do we get kids to read? Oh, my goodness, reading is a dying art. The book industry is going to die. Oh, boo-hoo, what are these, these ignorant, ignorant children going to do? Guess what those ignorant, ignorant children did? They 
paid. They got mom and dad to buy them a book, and mom and dad were so thrilled they actually had a book they wanted to buy. They bought them the first Harry Potter book, and now as a result, all these years later, J.K. Rowling is freaking millionaire, and Scholastic is one of the largest publishers on the planet. Okay, Kids will respond if given, given something worth responding to, and kids can smell BS even better than I can, because I've gotten so old... I've almost become immune to the smell of BS. I mean, These kids can smell BS in a hard it's, it's actually been a very long time since we actually had, you know, something new. Yeah, something new. Uh, Captain Underpants, kids I responded mean, to that somewhat. Uh, and I've said this before. Static Shock, Blue Beetle, two properties right there waiting to be brought mm -hmm. brand new mm -hmm. to the world. I mean, you can... Because they're both teenagers. I can much. sit down and I can tell you, I can run down each publisher's lineup and tell you how you can readjust them so that you can attract a, a, an actual diverse audience, not not this phony diversity that white college kids want you to do, even though they won't buy your books or watch your shows or nothing, no matter what. Like with Milestone, with DC, with Marvel, with image is its own thing. But you can actually, and this is something these guys don't know how to do anymore, take focus on different parts of your audience so that you got something for different people. How many comic books are set for small kids right now? No. When I owned, here we go geezing, when I owned Gateway Comics back in 2007, we were down on High Street, unlike our, our current Goomba at Scott's Comic Relief, 420 East Main Street, Sweetie in Mount Strolly, Kentucky. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, when I had Gateway Comics, I made an effort to try to find stuff for small kids. It was hard back then. I managed to find Owly. There was maybe one or two other books that, I think one of them was an Archie book, actually, that were actually focused more on small kids. And stuff that you could actually give to a 10-year-old and feel comfortable about them reading it. Those are getting few and far between. Nowadays, comic books in 2020, ooh, you got to be careful what you're going with because you don't know where the F-bombs are going to be, you don't know where the S-bombs are going to be, yeah. you don't know where the sex is going to be, the, vi the graphic violence. The boys, for example, should be sold in a plain brown wrapper. Now, I remember, again, at the comic book shop, the ones I picked up was The Boys and The Runaways. And I remember I even said The Boys is really violent. <laughs> and I put it back. The Runaways I was stuck with for a while. And then somewhere I lost track. But I, it was awesome. I love the idea of the whole thing. So Yeah, and, but, and the, the concept of The Runaways was you had a bunch of kids... They were the kids of supervillains, so they had to band together to get away from this evil influence in their lives. Which, and of course, they had a dinosaur, so they. <laughs> and who doesn't like dinosaurs? Yeah. Dinosaurs make everything better, un unless you're Jurassic Park, too. But anyway. Anyway, Jerry Conway, keep it up, buddy. I'll keep, I'll keep an eye out, and I'll be there boosting you a little bit for what good that is. 
So there's a thumbs up. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about right now? I don't know. You got anything else? Well, we talked we talked about Disney Plus. Yes. Okay. We got to talk about Paramount Plus. This is what CBS All Access is changing its name to <coughs> Paramount Plus. And the reason the only reason I think they changed it to Paramount Plus is because they saw Walmart was going to beat them to it because there's now a Walmart Plus. So, thanks Disney. So there's a Paramount Plus. I just had an idea. Surprising they have not thought about this. McDonald's. McDonald's start their own streaming service. <laughs> Seriously. They would connect to like old cartoons like Ninja Turtles or Gummy Bears or some crap like that. They would even invent their own little cartoon where you would have Ronald McDonald and all the other characters doing their thing. Just saying. I got three words for you. You call it McDoublestream. Mac and me. Mac. You forgot that one. Mac, Mac and, and me. me was a theatrical release movie that uh, basically was an hour and a half long infomercial for McDonald's because everything happened at the McDonald's. But anyway, but yeah, <laughs> McDonald's, here's the name for a McDonald's streaming app, Yellow Stream, because the Golden Arches, call it Yellow Stream, there you go, anyway, anyway here's, here's an interesting little, so, CBS All Access is Paramount Plus, okay, right. Paramount Network. It's not going to be the Paramount Network anymore. It's going to be the Paramount Movie Network. Understand. What they're going to do is they're canceling all of their shows except for Yellowstone. Yellowstone is going to stick around kind of like the way the British do. The, they'll do, like, they, like the BBC did Sherlock. They did like three movies every two years. Okay, That's what they're going to do with Yellowstone. They're going to do three movies every two years or something like that. But all they're going to show is movies. All the new stuff they're going to make is movies. No more TV shows, no more hour-long format. It's just movies from now on. Because that's all anybody wanted to watch on Paramount Network was movies, right? Because that's all anybody wanted to watch on well, Spike TV was movies. Well, I mean, to be fair here, okay, when you hear Paramount, you think of movies, not yeah. the TV shows, because they have a channel. Now, if they yeah, wanted, it's called CBS. Yeah, and mm -hmm. if, if anybody wanted to watch the TV shows, they would watch CBS. You know? Unless you wanted so, good animation, then you'd watch either Nickelodeon or MTV. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, if you hear Paramount, you think of the movies. And how is how in, how in Smurf has MTV not resurrected their animation studio yet? This is just, I'm throwing it out there. Dude, how on earth is the MTV actually still a channel? Yeah, exactly. MTV is still there. How is MTV there? Okay. Are they making money? Stop. Stop. MTV, they're not. They're just, they're, just they're, made, they're there to make a point. Okay, MTV since 1980, 1980 has been MTV. Okay. Paramount Movie Network used to be the Paramount Network. Okay, that's number two. 
which used to be Spike TV, that's number three. Before it was Spike TV, it was TNN, that's number four. Before it was TNN, it was the Nashville Network, which focused on showing the Grand Ole Opry live. That was their centerpiece. Yeah. yeah. And Spike TV was... Which they I had still want my residuals for you, Smurfos. <laughs> Spike TV, they showed uh, A Thousand Ways to Die and that Warrior show where it told you about the weapons mm -hmm. and how it was used and then they showed like they put, would put a knight against a viking or something like that. Those shows are the ones that actually made Spike TV way up there. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then they went to other things. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, because Spike TV was trying to be the men's network and then History Channel ate their lunch on that. So, I mean, oh my God. I was when was the last time you actually became that big? <laughs> How in the, when was the last time you saw anything actually historical on History Channel? <laughs> it's all reality shows now, yeah. but it's all about men's stuff. So, it, it, there's no forged in fire is about as manly as you're And sadly, get. about History Channel, that everything that they show on that channel gets you really confused with National Geographic. Geographic, uh, the Discovery Channel, because they all show shows that are pretty much similar. So it's like, oh, I'm going to go watch Ghost Adventures. Oh, no, wait, that's not on History. That's on this channel. Or, you know, Travel Channel. And, you know, it's like you just... I will, say, I will say this about History Channel. At least they're not showing... At least they're not devoting entire series to, like, Space Ghost Nazis. Okay, because it's that was all History Channel showed in it back in the day, ghosts, uh, Nazis, especially Hitler stuff, and uh, aliens for some reason. Like they need to focus more on their movies that they do. Those mini movies that t tells the history mm -hmm. on there, those are friggin' amazing. But they don't do them uh, m more. As what they should. Yeah, that's what History Channel should be. Focus, no on history. <laughs> your audience. That's what happens when you got lazy. They actually got real actors to do real things, and they just get lazy the executives, and they don't care. Anyway, here's an interesting little bit of tri trivia. Speaking of reality stuff, trivia. okay. Take what you will of this. I'm just going to throw this out there and see what you think. Between 1997 and 2018, okay, this is a 20-year period, out of the 21 winners of the HGTV Dreamhouse Sweepstakes, okay, you lost me on that one. HGTV does home improvement stuff, and every year they do what's called the, the Dream Home. Okay, it's a sweepstakes. Basically, you go online, you enter your name and address, and you get registered to win this beautiful designer home. Okay? They build the home in a particular place. It's yours. They just give you the deed. Okay? Here's the thing. Out of 21, the 21 winners they had between 1997 and 2018, the first 21 they gave away, only six of them were still owned or lived in the home after a year. Okay? Now, here's what happened. After a year. The Dream Home Grand Prize... Okay, the dream. If you actually win this sweepstakes, okay, you win typically a quarter of a million dollars in cash. Okay, plus you get a brand new car, and you get this beautiful designer home. 
But, here's the thing. The new car, the new home, and the $250,000 in cash, all of them are considered income. Okay, This is the dirty little secret of game shows. They're all considered income. By the time you calculate the federal, just the federal, not the state or local taxes, just federal income tax, the bill is $700,000. You have to come up with nearly three quarters of a million dollars to win this dream home. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that's why uh, only 28% of the winners have, were able to stay in the house after a year. All the rest of them had to sell the house in order to pay the tax bill. See, now that's where you know not everything, well, actually, no, nothing is free. If it's too good to be true, it pretty much is. So make sure you read the fine print at the bottom. Because they will screw you over somehow. <laughs> now, uh, Sling TV. Sling TV is Dish Network. And what's your opinion of Dish Network? Exactly. Smurf Dish Network. <laughs> Smurf Dish Network. Okay. Sling TV is their online pay TV service where you don't need the satellite in order to watch cable channels basically not online. Worth it. Not worth it. Don't pay for Sling TV. Sling TV has become the first pay TV operator to debut a watch party feature. Basically what this means is that you can get together with your buddies you can watch the same show at the same time if they also have Sling TV sub subscriptions. So you would basically, they would basically set up a virtual chat room for you and your buddies who also subscribe to Sling TV so you can all watch the chat, watch the same show at the same time and, and chat idea. each other. And it's not a bad idea, but it's also not something that really, I mean, if you want to do this, you can talk to people and they can set up and make sure they watch the same thing at the same time and then set I up mean, your virtual channel. I don't know if it's worth having a Sling TV subscription. Remember when we had uh, Lost, uh, when Lost was on and we always sit there and talk about it and stuff like that. But I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, that would be, I mean, people still do, I mean, if you get on YouTube, people watch stuff in groups and, and they'll talk about it and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do it now. So that would be an easier way to do it. But, I mean, Sling TV is not worth it, though. No. Now, Hulu, <laughs> that's not it. Hulu actually already has things like this set up for, like, some of their movies. You can do this with Disney Plus apparently testing it in Canada right now. Hulu has this? Hulu has it, apparently. That's what I'm hearing reports of. I've never seen and, this. Uh, but the, here's the one comment I like off of Reddit the most. Finally, Sling TV adds a watch party feature so you don't have to watch hours of really loud commercials by yourself. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up right there. But, so, let's see. You did tell about John Cena's Peacemaker. Peacemaker. I'm looking over the, the uh, names I've come, the news I've come up with over the... Now, Tesla... Back a couple of Tesla. That sounds back familiar. on Friday, I think <laughs> Tesla is the electric car manufacturer. They uh, they announced Battery Day. Let me see what the date on this is, because I think it's actually yesterday. Battery Day came up with no. This is this is this past week. 
uh, battery day. Basically, they were they were going to give some uh, some new ideas on on stuff. Uh, let me come up with the the numbers on this. Yeah, basically they've they've announced they've made some changes in their battery production. That's been the big problems with Tesla has been the batteries because they don't hold a charge very well. They don't have very good range and battery manufacturer is horrid for the environment. So all these greeny weenies who who say we should all be driving electric cars don't realize how much damage all, digging for all those rare earths and cobalt and stuff does, especially when the batteries wear out and have to be replaced. Anyway, so they came out with uh, ten. Tesla came out with ten things this past week. I'm just going to run down them real quick. Okay, their their battery pack is going to be reduced 56 percent in cost. So there, there's a the cost per kilowatt hour is going to be de is going to be reduced fifty six percent, so they've they've actually become more efficient. Uh, there's a fifty four percent increase in the range for these batteries, so all the batteries basically are that they're going to be making from now on, they're going to have a fifty percent longer range. So they're going to go from like two hundred miles to three hundred miles, which almost gets it up to gasoline engine. Uh, there'll be a significant reduction in the footprints of their factories. There'll be 69% less investment needed. They're switching to silicon anodes with a higher capacity so they can actually give more power. Uh, they're creating new cobalt-free anodes, including very high capacity all-nickel cathodes. Remember I was talking about cobalt was one of those things that can cause environmental problems. Yeah. They're trying to eliminate those from their batteries. Uh, they're going to do major improvements to the processing part of cathode manufacturing. They have new sources of lithium, which is what really holds the charge in these lithium-ion batteries. Uh, they're going to make the structural rear of the car from a single casting, which is going to make it a lot stronger than what it has been. The battery pack will become a structural element in the car, so it basically they're reducing the weight of these cars, which will make it a lot easier to actually get these cars moving and stuff, which I imagine will will help with the energy efficiency of these things. And they're promising a $25,000 quality electric vehicle in three years with autonomy capability. So by this time, supposedly in 2023, you'll be able to drop $25,000 on a brand new Tesla that can drive itself. So that is a lot of news coming out of Tesla, and if they can accomplish half of it, well then that's that'll be an impressive feat. But now here's my issue on this whole thing. Okay, yeah. I remember when there was breaking news that they finally found a way to make cars that ran on water, which is the best idea ever, because what does this planet have? Plenty of water. Mm. What the hell ever happened to those? And now we got these electric cars, and everybody's like, "Oh, but it." And it's like, "What ever happened to the cars that ran on water?" You really want to know? What mind? It was a fake. They're fake. Cars that run on water are fake. The only you. <laughs> The only way you can get a car to run on water is to have a little paddle wheel in the back and a stream that follows it around. 
But that's a, and that's called a that's called a paddle boat. But anyway. But yes, the little water cars are sorry. Assholes. Lie <laughs> to me. You gave me hope. I, I said it. Did I you just... that that was a scam, but nobody wanted to hear it. They they actually had a little museum of the water car or something over in Lexington that they conned somebody into. It's kind of like the it's kind of like their so-called hoverboards from Back to the Future, which has a wheel. It's not a hoverboard. It has a dang wheel. Okay. That's all. That's all the newsish stuff I got. What else you got? You got anything? Nothing you can think of. No news stuff. No news stuff. No. Oh, I have the. But before we go, you do have a review that you need to do. A yeah. movie review. Yes. 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 So I had the pleasure of watching Enola Holmes. That's right, Enola Holmes. Is that on Netflix. Yes, it is Netflix original movie. It has uh, <coughs> Millie Bobby Brown, who is best known for Eleven on Stranger Things, and Henry Cavill, Superman himself, playing Sherlock Holmes. So now, Enola Holmes, in case you don't know your history, which honestly I didn't know this, but there's a slew of books, apparently. Enola Holmes is the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes, which also has another brother who is a rich, pompous ass, basically. Rich, pompous, Murph, yeah. Yes. Um, anyways, yes, so this is now on uh, Netflix, and it is really good. It is really good. She is kind of, she has the, the smarts of Sherlock Holmes but not the manners. Okay, she is, okay, well, hold on. The new Sherlock Holmes movies that has Robert Downey Jr. kind of has that attitude in a teenage girl. So, yeah. <laughs> For those of you who are, who are fans of the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock series, you remember the last season we got to meet, we got to meet Sherlock and Mycroft's little sister and that was Nola and I wouldn't say and this is canon this is in the books it just didn't get explored very much but both Sherlock and Mycroft admitted she was the clever one but she was also the psychotic of the group <laughs> because she was so smart I mean eventually you get so smart you start looking at other people as just it'd be like the way we look at dogs. Oh, that's cute. It's it's sitting there begging. It's trying to get us to go get Timmy to get out of the well. We're sitting there looking at it begging, but can't communicate with us effectively. <laughs> this is the way Enola sees the rest of us. <laughs> Sherlock and Mycroft are not quite there. So, oh, did I get it close? Oh, yes. Yes. I, I was I actually going to say that. Enola is, she, okay, so the whole uh, movie is while her brothers left home and doing their own thing, she's left with her mother, who's played by Helen Bottom Carter, Carter, who has been in pretty much every... I think she's actually married to Tim Burton. She is. She's been in every one of his movies. She, she has gotten to the point where she can pick and choose any damn role she yeah. wants. So, yeah. 
So anyway, she plays Nala's mother, and uh, she teaches her homeschool stuff, uh, fight, hunt, all this stuff. And uh, apparently, she has a dark secret that even Sherlock, Enola, who's the brother's name? Minecraft. Minecraft. Has no idea about. I don't know why you can't remember because they're all three common everyday names. <laughs> exactly right. So anyway, she disappears, and Enola's just sitting there like you know. Well, maybe she'll come back. A few days go by, nothing. So she's freaking out. Gets a hold of her brothers. Her brothers come, and they haven't seen her since she was like about this small. And of course, Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft, yeah. Is literally like, you're going to an all-girls school, you're going to learn how to be a woman. Uh, he's very sexist, he's very just a, a, an ass. Really? Yeah, that's my Treats are like He's the oldest brother, by the way. Sherlock yeah, Sher is the, the middle brother, and Enola's the little, exactly. little sister. So, anyway, all this is happening. She finds that there's... that. Her mother left clues. So now that sets her off on an adventure. She runs off, tries to find her mom, and that's the whole part of the movie, kinda. Because then there's a second story. She runs into this young guy who is apparently running from his own problems. He's supposed to be a lord to something. And he's running away because he doesn't want to. He wants to live a simple life. And yada, yada, yada. He doesn't want all that responsibility. Enola is like, I don't care about your problems. Leave me alone. Go away. That is until somebody's trying to kill the young boy. So now she's like, oh, darn it. Now I gotta go save his butt. So she goes, saves him, which sets him off on this other adventure. But, yeah, it is freaking fantastic. Henry Cavill, playing Sherlock Holmes, is he loves his sister and is totally respects her for being this oddball. And, like you said, yeah, Millie, uh, Millie Bobby Brown is a fantastic, fantastic actress. Her playing Enola, playing this character who kind of reminds me of, like, you know, I had this person set in my head, but I can't remember who it is now. But yeah, she literally just watches people, and and it's like gives this look, like God, you're stupid, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's so hilarious. And she also breaks the fourth wall, and it leaves you like it's not one of those movies that you expect that she breaks the fourth wall until somebody does something stupid, and then she literally looks at the camera like, really. <laughs> and it's freaking great. This it's it's definitely worth watching. I hope they make more, which I just heard this morning that uh, the director is actually wanting to make a five-part series to this. I will be totally invested because they still haven't figured out what the mother's doing yet. But it left it just perfect, just freaking perfect. I want to see more. It had me going so in.
is asshole. <laughs>